You're listening to an Undercast Network podcast. Hey gang, Kevin here. Before we get into this episode, I think I should tell you a bit about it first. This episode is being released on May 27th, 2021, but it was recorded three weeks ago on May 6th. I almost scrapped this episode for a few reasons. One reason was I just got busy and I didn't have time to edit it. Another reason was because Leslie wasn't able to join in on the fun due to some prior engagements. But then I figured there was a ton of fun stuff in the episode and I needed to buckle down and get it finished, especially since we just celebrated our one year anniversary of starting this podcast. I wanted to get something out this month. Plus, since Leslie couldn't join in on the recording, I figured I would try to get Devin mad at her by making up some bullshit to get him all fired up, and it made for an interesting edit. So here's how it started. Hello? What's up, Seductress of Stank? Not much. What's up with you? I'm wanting to record tonight. Oh, I can't. I'm working on a film tonight. Oh, no, no, no. I, I know it's last minute and everything. What's, I mean, so you can't record with me and Devin tonight? No, there's no way. God damn it. Uh, that's all right. But I'm going to tell Devin it's because you don't want to record with him. But that's not true. Well, I know it's not true, but I think it'll... Be... No, wait a minute. I've got something even better I'm going to tell him. Yeah, no. he's... He... I, I'm not going to tell you. You'll have to wait. Until the uh, episode comes out. Oh, God. In a world filled with numerous movie podcasts, only one dares to talk all things cinematic with a drink in hand. Welcome. To the buzzed track. It's the podcast with the odd cast of outcasts. So crack open the cold one and pour yourself a drink. All right, welcome to the buzz track. We are the podcast with the odd cast of outcasts. I'm talking movie geeks, film nerds, and cinephiles. It's a southern fried celebration of cinematics with a shot to chase it. And when we're discussing our love for motion pictures, we like to do it with a drink in hand. Well, at least I do. I'm your host, Kevin Woods, and tonight, well, tonight's a oddball night because I'm only joined by Devin Conwell. Yeah. Who is refusing to record with Leslie because Leslie might have said something that hurt Devin's feelings. So. Yo, Devin. What's up, what man? Up? All um, right. I'm looking forward to recording this week, so uh, I got a few movies I'd like to chat about. What are they? Uh, you'll, you'll hear more about them. Now, I do, do know one of them <laughs> that I recently revisited, and I shared it with Leslie. She was not thrilled about it at all. Uh, <laughs> I'm almost scared to tell you this. Uh, I checked out your favorite movie of all time. The thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hold on. Hold on. What, do you mean, what do you mean Leslie was not excited about the thing? Well, I mentioned to her that, uh, we were going to talk about the thing because I revisited it and, uh, she laughed and said, that's probably the worst sci-fi movie she's ever seen. <laughs> yeah. Right. No, I'm okay. serious. That's what okay. she said. You can't say, you you can't say that. It's a perfect movie. I'm not recording with her. Tell her I am done with her. No, no, we got to record this week, man. I'm done with her. There are many lines, many lines, and that is just one you don't cross. I will record with her when she apologizes for saying that. Anyway, moving I'm, on. I, I'm going to be petty. I'm going to be petty about this. And that, that's fine. That's fine. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, we're... Uh, so I guess it's just me and you for tonight. And uh, I guess I'll figure out a way to record with Leslie. And, uh, you know, 
maybe I could edit it all together. Who knows? But we're going to get this started since I don't know when I'm going to have this one done, edited, and ready. We're just going to skip the uh, Today in Movie History thing. But there is something that happened today, which is uh, May the 6th, that got me really excited. And I don't know if you're aware of this, Devin, but Shudder finally released the trailer for George Romero's The Amusement Park. I I just saw that uh, right before we started talking, and I was like, all right, I'm going to watch that later. Ah, okay, so you're going to watch it later. Well, I, uh, I'm dropping a link right now because I kind of want you to check it out, and I want to hear your reaction on okay. the show. So, well, let me, uh, let me so I just dropped it, it into the chat here. All right, I'm watching the trailer now. All right, so this is Devin's reaction to the amusement park trailer. Oh, the glasses. Ah, two young lovers. You want your fortune told. We want to see what our life is going to be like. What part of life? When we get old. Are you sure? Yeah. You must see it all to the end. There's nothing outside. I'm going outside anyway. There's, there's nothing outside. Nothing. One of these times, the door will open in your life, and you will step into the amusement park. Oh no, it's fun. You'll like it. You'll really like it. Full of hope, anticipation for the future, and curiosity for what you will find there. Oh my God. The man in the amusement park is a mirror image of yourself. Separated only by the passage of time. Why are you punishing me like this? Hello? There's nothing. Nothing. I'll, I'll, I'll see for myself. Bye. Oh my God. <clears throat> Dude. Yes, I know. June 8th can't oh, hold get on, here. Hold on, hold on. Someday. <laughs> Dude, okay. I mean, everyone has said this. It's cliche to say it, but dude, that guy, he was so ahead of his time. Yeah, light years ahead of, the t- ahead of his time, man. T- tell, me, tell me if you took a, a camera, today's camera, gave it to Ramiro back then and filmed that same fucking movie, tell me it would not be a top-selling A24 film. Oh, uh, absolutely. There's no it doubt. It has that feel. That, at least that trailer. Maybe the trailer is highly edited to give you that feel. But, dude, that is that's so ahead of its time, dude. Like, No, I truly oh, believe we, on June 8th, we are going to finally see a long-lost masterpiece from a man who consistently put out masterpieces. I, I cannot wait. Uh, I am so stoked for this film. Dude, uh, that, that's like, dude, that, that trailer gave me anxiety, but in <laughs> like a, in like a really good way. Like, bro, that's, that's Romero all day, yes. man. Yes. I am so stoked about that. Uh, I was at work when I saw on Twitter that the trailer was released and I could not wait to get home and check it out. And, and then, and, and I am, I'm just kind of blown away by how excited I am. I'm just like, I'm trying to fast forward life to get to June 8th so Dude, I can see this. That's, um, it's just, it's so ahead of its time, man. Like, I love, you know, I'm, I'm literally blown away by that trailer. Like, that's, woo, man, I miss, I miss uh, George. Glad. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. But I tell you what, it, it, it's exciting for me. Uh, or for any fan of Romero to know that we still have this to look forward to. Not only this, but uh, it was announced earlier this week or last week that uh, Twilight of the Dead is coming yep. our way. His and wife is going to help finish it. 
Yeah, and I'm really excited about that because they got a a couple of great screenwriters working on it. One of them being Joe Netter. Oh, uh, nice! And, and I am always excited to, for anything from Joe Netter. So yeah, agreed. I'm really I'm really stoked for this. So hey, look, uh, George may may be gone, R.I.P. But man, his uh, his legacy is going to live forever. Right. That shit's got me. That shit's got me emotional, bro. Like, oh that, man, that, that's Ramiro. Like, <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Well, tonight I am uh, not partaking of Corona, but rather, I, I earlier I sent you a picture of my little home bar that I'm putting together, Devin, and uh, mm-hmm. I'm partaking of some goodness from it right now. I bought some Knob Creek uh, Kentucky Straight Bourbon. And I am uh, sipping on it as we record. Uh, it's some 100 proof. <laughs> and it's, uh, woo. woo, yeah. Yeah, it's got some kick to it. But uh, I'm drinking yeah, something that was very questionable for me. But uh, I am drinking a Bang Energy drink. Oh, boy. And be bouncing off the walls. Yeah, but the flavor is Delish Strawberry Kiss. I saw that and I was like, I'm not a huge fan of like artificial fruit flavoring, but sometimes it's good. Like I like cherry flavored stuff. I like grape flavored stuff. Strawberries hit or miss, but this thing's pretty good. I like it. Uh, man, I can't do too much energy drinks. Uh, Death Wish Coffee is about the strongest. Oh, that's good a good I drink right there. Oh, yeah. Well, look, uh, I'm not uh, going to get into what I've been watching just yet, but I am very curious to hear what you have been checking out. So, won't you hit us with some of uh, what you've been watching here lately, man? All right. I got about seven of them. Uh, I'm pretty sure you and I can tag team a couple of them. Uh, probably, oh, yeah, no probably more than a couple, actually. I mean, most of them. But, uh, the first one, I'm not going to spend too much time talking about it. Um, I talked about it on our last episode. I said I was going to watch it. I've done that before. So the episode before that one, I said, oh, I'm going to watch Only God Forgives. And then I didn't even talk about it. I forget. So <laughs> I, did, I did watch Only God Forgives before the last episode. And it was still amazing. Great movie. Of course. Skipping that. Now, the w- last episode I talked about, I was going to watch Terrified. Yeah, uh, Spanish horror film. Uh, I think it's Argentinian, but uh, it was good, man. Um, it's not what I expected it to be. There were a lot of really creepy scenes. Uh, oh, it, 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 it starts it, off strong. That bathroom. Oh sequence. yeah, man, that scene was insane. Like it had some crazy scenes in it. My honest opinion, I felt like it dragged on too much, though. Like I, I don't know, man. Just. It felt very empty at parts, but I still liked it. It was it was definitely good for a one time watch for me. I probably won't watch it again, but okay, I, I liked I it. Follow, I could follow, but uh, I like I liked it. I didn't want to spend too much time on that movie though. That's not one, but uh, That's, that is uh, for those listening. That one is available on Shutter, and I do recommend it because it did it it solidly creeped me the hell out. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I highly recommend watching it for at least a one time watch because. Like I said, there are some really creepy scenes in that movie. Like if you want to get creeped out and get that little that little chill up your spine, that movie'll do it for sure. No doubt. But uh the the first movie I really want to get into is a uh, newer movie. Uh, it just came out um Nobody. Oh man. Yeah. Yes, I did. Yeah. Oh man, yeah, all right. So for those unfamiliar, uh Nobody is this new action thriller. Uh, that stars Bob Odenkirk from Better Call Saul. And he just plays this guy who uh, uh, his family is the victim of a home invasion and it awakens something inside of him that has been long dormant. Uh, And so he just starts kicking a whole lot of ass and it it leads him to become the target of some some Russians who are uh, involved in some shady stuff. Anyway, it's... Pretty dangerous fellows. <laughs> yeah, pretty dangerous <laughs> fellows. Think of it as a middle-aged, uh, middle-class John Wick, and you get the idea. So yeah, I dude, I don't know. I 
I don't know if I liked it more than John Wick or not because I I really like the tone of the movie. Oh, it it has a perfect balance of action and well placed humor. I have my and, boy Rizza. Oh, the Rizza. Yeah, let's see who else was it. Connie Nielsen was in it. Uh, uh, Christopher Lloyd. Christopher Lloyd. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Absolutely had a blast with this film. Um, I, I loved every minute of it, and and I hope they make a sequel. I love did that. You, uh, did you see the after the credits? Open. Yes, yes. Okay, I did okay. watch that. And uh, all right, good. So I'm I'm hoping that this one done well enough uh, to justify give, giving us a, a sequel because I would, yeah, I'll be first in line for a sequel. Yeah, same here. Absolutely. All right. Cool. Well, there's nobody. Uh, the next one I want to get into is uh, another brand new movie. Movie that I loved. Some people hated. Some people loved. It's very mixed. Uh, Mortal Kombat. Okay. Yes, I did check that out as well. So. What do you think? What do you think? Okay. Uh you have to understand, I, I'm coming from this from a non-gamer standpoint. I don't, I don't play video games. Um, Fair enough. But I am an old man, and I have played the original Mortal Kombat. Let's say Mortal Kombat One. Mm-hmm. And a, a couple of years ago, I played Mortal Kombat Ten. Yeah. Uh, for a couple of games with uh, with my kids, so that is as far as my knowledge of the Mortal Kombat video games goes, as far as the movie goes, and I've, I've read people's thoughts on it. Uh, it seems to be uh, very uh, seemingly divisive amongst video game fans, but as a non-gamer, I loved it. I had a blast with it. I really, I, I did. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Uh, and I thought that, um, God, what was the character's name? Kano. Kano stole the whole movie. Oh, yeah. He was, he hilarious. was hilarious. So, uh, yeah, I, I thought it was really, uh, all right. The action sequences were solid. Really good fight sequences, in my opinion. Oh, yeah. Um, and I thought it was well cast. Because, oh, yeah, uh, dude. You know, it had Joe Taslam, uh, who m- most people might be familiar with him from uh, uh, the Raid and or uh, what was that really good one on Netflix? The Night Comes for Us. The Night Comes for Us, yeah. And uh, but man, seeing him as Sub Zero, my God, dude, he he killed it. He straight killed it. He was awesome. Well, uh, Scorpion was played by one of my favorite um, foreign actors, uh, Hiroyuki Sonata. Uh, yeah, Sonata. Uh, dude, I like that guy, man. He was in... Um, you know who I'm talking about, right? Yeah. Yeah, I'm okay, yeah. Okay, yeah. He was in Last Samurai, yep. uh, 47 yep. Ronin. Dude, That's right. I, I really like that guy a lot, man. For some reason, like every time I see him in something... like I, I remember the first time I saw the dude, he was in this movie called Twilight, uh, The Twilight Samurai. I rented it from Blockbuster, and I really liked him. Okay. And then, and then in The Last Samurai, he just had that that meanness about him, you know? And he always well, carries that in every movie he's in. I now, see that he's uh, he's also going to be in the upcoming Army of the Dead, Zack Snyder's movie that's yeah. supposed to hit Netflix uh, next month. So I cannot wait for that movie. Oh, I'm stoked for that one. Yeah, but yeah I like that dude, but I like Mortal Kombat, man. With that movie... That movie took me to a different like mental state. It took me back. So I, I'm a gamer. You know that. I, I play yep. video games. I've been playing the Mortal Kombat series since the first one. Um, but like, man, watching that movie, it took me back to like a younger me that was playing like Mortal Kombat 2 on Sega Genesis. And I, I made a Facebook post about it saying all this. I'm just repeating myself. But it brought me back to being that kid that would look at the, the, the code books and look yeah. at the, the, <laughs> the pictures of the characters. And I would draw the characters in class instead of pay attention. And like, I was obsessed with Mortal Kombat when I was a kid. 
And like, it's just one of those things like that movie took me back to that kid in that moment. Nice. Yeah, dude, I just, I don't know, man, that movie, that movie definitely touched a, uh, touched a nerve in a good way. I well, really like Let me ask you this then, uh, since they obviously want to make a sequel and set up for one, who would you like to see play Johnny Cage? That's man. That's, that's a really, that's a hard one because I want to see somebody that's got martial arts abilities. Uh, that definitely has a skill. Everyone's saying Ryan Reynolds. I don't want that. I, I don't want Ryan Reynolds because once you put Ryan Reynolds in a movie, it becomes a Ryan Reynolds movie. Yes. And I, I don't want, I don't want yeah. Mortal Kombat to become a Ryan Reynolds movie. And but everyone's saying the Miz too. Dude, the Miz has the look for sure. I've seen like side by side pictures of both of them, and the Miz definitely has the look. But he's a wrestler, and I, I don't know how he would do them like martial arts but one dude that i said on facebook uh, a lot of people were talking about before the whole miz and ryan reynolds buzz everyone's like oh who do you want i want i would like to see matt mullins which he actually played johnny cage in a short film matt mullins is a great martial artist uh i don't know if you've seen anything he's in but uh he was in a a little bit of a common writer he was in um, blood and bone with michael jai white I have seen that, yeah. Okay, he was that. in that. He's the guy that's wearing the suit, uh, one of the final fights that Michael Jai White does, the okay. kind of skinny white dude. But, uh, yeah, man, Matt Mullins is a great martial artist. I'm, I'm a fan of anything he does. I think he I think he would be good. I mean, he's already played Johnny Cage once, so I doubt they'll give him the part, but I don't know. I would like to see that. But, I mean, out of Ryan Reynolds and The Miz, because those are the two big ones, I would rather see The Miz because he's got the look. And I don't, I don't want to see Ryan Reynolds be Ryan Reynolds as Johnny Cage. <laughs> I, I completely understand that. Uh, here's another thing, uh, not being familiar with the video game, uh, but the main character, and I, I've already forgotten his name, but he's played by that uh, Louis Tan. Cole um, something. Yeah. The, that whole movie, I thought it was building up to him becoming Scorpion. And... Uh, he, you know, spoiler alert, but he, he's not Scorpion and, no. uh, and I don't know how I felt about that. I mean, I, I like how they presented Scorpion yeah. at the end of the film. I hated that they waited that long to bring the Scorpion character into it, but, um, but yeah, I, 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 I the whole time I was watching the film, I kept thinking, Oh, this guy's going to become Scorpion. This is going to be awesome, and and that's not not what happens. And uh, I I didn't know how I felt about that. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel you on that. To be completely honest, I didn't really like his character that much. I mean, and it's the main character. I, I didn't really like Cole that much. He's just kind of a very bland character. But every yeah. other supporting character was good because you know they they have their personalities, and you know you know who they are. But I don't oh, know. Yeah. I think I think his character can only get better. I mean, it is his it is his introduction into the series, and they're already talking about putting him in the game. And uh, oh, okay, very cool. Very yeah. Cool. So hopefully they do something good with him. I really didn't like the main character, but I love the movie. Yeah, yeah, I did. I enjoyed the hell out of the movie, and 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 I'm not a gamer, so I got yeah. a I got a kick out of it. So <laughs> a kick. <laughs> So, uh, well, cool. Hit us with another one there. All right, another one. Oh, yeah, we're going to have fun with this one. Um, so, my wife, she, my, wife. Uh, my wife, she has been wanting to watch a movie for a while, and I told her, I was like, we need to sit down and watch this one. You can pay attention, because we both have really bad ADD. And I finally introduced her to one of my favorite movies. It's probably a movie that rivals the thing in my book when it comes Literally to hate the thing. Well, yeah. <laughs> um, but this movie is the witch. Oh yes. Robert, uh, Robert Eggers movie. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, you, you know, my love for the witch, bro. Like that movie is just perfection. I, I know a lot of people don't like, I've heard arguments, oh, it's slow, or oh, I don't like the way they talk. Dude, the movie's authentic. It, it's just... 
Yes. No, you, so you don't have to say anymore. We we have talked the witch before. Uh, yeah. We love it. Uh, it is a film I do uh, revisit every year. It has become I, one of those films that I have to watch once a year because I, I love it so much. And uh, I, Yeah, I revisit it multiple times a year, dude. This is probably my third time in 2021 I've already watched it. Ah, uh, <laughs> man. So, all right. Well, we know what we feel about it. What did your wife think about it? Dude, I was so happy with her reaction. So she did not like the lighthouse. I took her to see that. She did not enjoy that. She hated it. So she was very skeptical. Like she was like, I don't know if I'm going to like this, but I'm going to give it a try. Dude, she was sucked in. She loved it. She liked it so much. She didn't tell me how much she liked it, though. I could just see it in her reactions. You know, she liked it so much that the next morning, as soon as we woke up, she was talking about it. Like the movie just made that kind of an impression on her. So what you're saying is Black Phillip is now her spirit animal. <laughs> Dude, put it this way. So uh, my mother-in-law was in town and we took her to like this little farm. They had like animal, like goats and sheep and uh, alpacas. And uh, as soon as we saw the goats, my wife is like, Black Phillip. And I'm like, yeah, she liked that movie. <laughs> she, she wants to live deliciously. <laughs> but yeah, dude, that... If there's any movie out there that can rival the top spot to uh, the thing, it's definitely The Witch. Like both of those movies are probably number one for me. Well, don't don't tell Leslie that because then she'll change her mind and say that she hates <laughs> The Witch. All right, next. Oh, man, it's weird me doing all these. Normally, I just have like two or three, but uh, the next one, this one, uh, I watched Hereditary. Now, let me read you my post about it. I said. My timeline of my thoughts on Hereditary. First watch. This is my first watch. I said, overrated, not that good. Second watch. Okay, I judged it way too harshly. Not bad at all. Third watch. This movie is amazing. It just gets better every time you watch it. Fourth time and on. Literally blown away. Almost driven to tears every time I watch it because I finally understood every emotion and tone of this film. It takes a lot of understanding and an open mind to understand why this movie is so perfect. I absolutely adore this movie. That was my little Facebook review of Hereditary. I watched it again. I I love Hereditary so much. I that is a beautiful movie, dude. All right. Well, then I will share my timeline so to okay speak, uh with you as well um hereditary was getting a lot of buzz uh before it's uh before it hit theaters and uh a lot of really positive buzz so of course i made it a point to go see it opening night and i remember i walked out of the theater and i sat in my car for a minute and I jumped on Twitter and said, easily the most overhyped film I've probably ever seen. Same thing I said for first watch. I did not like it. I, I was talking to our mutual buddy, DJ Wilson, about it. And I, DJ loved it, uh, was raving about it. And I was just like, dude, I, I no, no, it just, no, I didn't like it. I didn't care for it. So I waited a full year, a full year. And this is a year of people telling me how wrong I was not <laughs> to like this movie. And it was on Amazon Prime. So I rewatched it. And the second time it grew on me. And I began to appreciate the th- certain elements of it uh, started to grab me more and i i think i shared on facebook and twitter i said okay second time watching hereditary uh i i I liked it more Uh, i still don't love it but i liked it more um so i can't i understand you folks that that really dig it uh but it's still not the uh it's still not as great as everybody makes it out to be and then, uh, October of last year, I was having a conversation with a buddy who had never seen it. 
and was uh, very adamant he needed to check it out before Halloween. I said, well, shit, let's watch it. I'll watch it with you. And the third time seeing it, watching his reactions to it started to, I, I, I don't know, it, it, it helped solidify for me why people love this movie so much. And so my appreciation for it grew even more. Now, with that said, I don't think it's one of the best films of that year. Uh, I think it came out in 2018. Yeah. Uh, I, Tony Collette's performance absolutely was. Dear God, she was amazing. Dude, and, phenomenal. You know, uh, she sold it. I mean, sold it hard. And uh, But now I understand. I understand the acclaim, and I, I get it. I don't necessarily agree 100% with it. Yeah. But uh, what... It, it it's one of those films that yes it does get better with subsequent viewings the more you watch it the more you grow to appreciate it and and here's another thing there's only one other film that was ever like that for me and that was Kubrick's 2001 mm. when i was young and i watched 2001 i didn't get it and couldn't understand the hype now i'm an old man <laughs> And uh, and 2001 firmly sits in my top 10 greatest films of all time. You know, I've watched it so many times and I've, I've gr- so maybe, uh, I don't know, two or three more viewings of Hereditary and I might be to your level. But as as it sits right now, it's just a uh, a film that I will say it's a good movie. Yeah. Uh, I, I, you know, you know like, like we've said in other in other uh, episodes, you know, film is very subjective. Yep. It's just, it's one, I don't know, like when it comes to hereditary, you know, I, I don't, I don't mean to sound pompous when I say it takes an open mind and stuff, but what what I'm saying is like, when I was watching that movie, I wanted to feel every emotion like this, this last watch, this, I watched it like two days ago and this last watch, I just wanted to feel every emotion. I was kind of, I was kind of in one of them moods. I was, I was in an artsy fartsy mood, I guess, and I wanted to feel all the emotions in the movie. And I really, I just sat down and I just sucked myself into this movie. And I just it it made me make that post because, dude, my yeah. that was yeah. my fifth well, time you, watching it. I absolutely love that film can have uh, or, or cause that kind of reaction on uh, through uh, on in somebody because film is very subjective. Yeah. And, and, uh, you know, I, I love films that a lot of people hate and vice versa. And yeah. so I, I never tried to tell anybody that their opinion on something is wrong. We just see it differently. But right with, with this movie, this movie absolutely is one that I feel does benefit from subsequent viewings. For um, sure. And there is... Uh, the element of the film that has troubled me the most and, and because it is a three or four year old movie. Now I can, uh, I don't have to worry too much about spoilers. The son, what's his name? Charlie? No, Charlie was the no, daughter. Charlie's the daughter. Uh, Peter, uh, Peter. Okay. When the accident happens oh, and man. I get, I understand grief and I understand shock. Yeah. I, I can't understand why someone and you know, I I lost my sister earlier this year. Right. You know, and uh, no, I I don't, I don't get that scene. I don't understand how Charlie uh, is decapitated and he just drives home, parts the car, goes to bed. And you know, I get that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He's in shock. I, You're, I don't know. No, 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 no. Sleep I, for eight fucking hours. No, I, I, I can't see you. I, I don't know. You the, killed I guess some the only, of your sister. The only, the only thing I can chalk it up to is a mixture of being really high, shock, panic, everything hitting at once. 
And he was just like, maybe this is a bad dream, you know? <laughs> if I was 18 years old and that happened to me and I killed my sister, I would not wait for my mother to discover the body in the car. I wouldn't Dude, wait. Uh, yeah. You know, looking like a, no, no. I, and trust me, I was that eight, uh, 18 year old that was out high, getting drunk, getting fucked. <laughs> no, that wouldn't happen. That wouldn't happen. I would feel so much guilt and remorse and sadness. Uh, yeah, that's my problem with the movie is um, people, uh, characters' reactions to stuff. So, and, and, Look, and I get it. Everybody is going to react to a traumatic event like that differently. But when you're watching a film, you're, you are supposed to identify with characters. And I could not identify with that. But do you think, oh. that, he, but do you think that he was already kind of a host? And it was all, all a setup for oh the, for the, for the climax? God damn it. Now I'm going to have to watch the movie again because, yeah, you might be right. <laughs> Bro, there's so, see, there's so many things. When you watch this movie, you can think, "What about this? What about this?" You can go, you can go twenty different ways on this movie. Because right, you know what? If I rewatch the movie with that thought in my head, I may see it differently now. So, right, and that's you know, and that's the beautiful thing about discussing films. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I, maybe so. Maybe maybe he was already being influenced and. I, dude, I don't know. I don't know. No, either I, way, I got either way though, I would not say, I would never say uh, or suggest to anybody not to check out the movie because the movie is effective. It absolutely yeah. is. Um, and there are some uh, genuinely fucked up things that happen in it uh, uh, yeah. that, just, uh, that I feel like any fan of horror will find have a deep appreciation for. So, yeah, hereditary. It, it's you know, it's a good movie. Is it great? Not in my opinion, but once again, that could change. You know, subsequent viewings may get me to the point where I think it's uh, you know uh, uh, one of the best films in the entire genre. So, and I love. Here's the deal. I, his follow up, uh, Ari Aster's follow up, uh, Midsummer. Yeah. I did love it. Oh yeah. <laughs> I did love it. We'll talk about that one next episode. Cause I'm definitely going to watch that one again. Beautiful. Beautiful. All right. Well then, uh, let's, let's move on there. All right. Um, so the next one, I don't know if you've seen this movie. If you haven't, I, I do recommend it, especially for the authenticity of it. It's a, a movie from 2016 called a dark song. Have you seen uh, that? Yeah. I, I, sad to say, I've only seen half of it. Okay. It and uh, I'll explain myself. Um, when it when it was first released on the VOD, um, I bought it off of Google Play or rented it off of Google Play. It was like a three ninety nine rental, and it had gotten some really positive buzz uh, going on Twitter. And I was like, "Ooh, ooh, this sounds fantastic! I'm gonna check it out." And I fell asleep. I fell asleep. I had 48 hours to watch the movie. I don't know why I didn't finish it. And uh, I never went back to it. I, you know, but I, I, I love everything. Most everything IFC Midnight puts out. So yeah. I was definitely interested in checking it out. But for some reason, that was one that uh, I guess it didn't catch me early enough. And maybe I was just tired. You know, I mean. Who knows? Who knows? Maybe I was drunk. I don't. I don't remember. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I never finished it. I never finished it. And uh, to this day, I, I've told myself a hundred times when I'm scrolling through stuff and and it pops up, I'm like, oh, Kevin, you got to finish that one. Uh, but I've never sat down and take taken the time to do that. Yeah, dude. I definitely. I would say watch it, especially because. Okay, so to give a quick description of it it's about a uh a lady she's grieving the loss of her child and she gets together with this uh occultist and they uh go out to perform a ritual so she can uh it's a ritual that will grant them whatever they want and she wants you know to speak to her her child 
Well, the movie is it's it's good, man. Like so I've been reading a lot lately and you know, this is a movie podcast, so I'm not going to go off on books I've read and stuff, but like throughout my life and even currently, you know, I've I've read the Kabbalah, I've read the Kabbalah and I've read different things of like uh like esoteric mysticism. I've read different like stuff on like ancient witchcraft and stuff. I I I have I have a thing about it. I like like occultism type stuff. And uh, here lately, the reason why I rewatched Hereditary actually is because I've been reading a lot of Crowley, a lot of Aleister Crowley stuff. Uh, just because like I, I found some passages of his where he's talking about how our society would be addicted to technology in the future. Like he predicted a lot of things. So I started reading more of his other stuff. And uh, I was like, man, I, I, you know, I want to watch some of these movies, bro. A dark song is so authentic when it comes to that. You know, I don't practice any magic or anything. I just like to read about stuff like that. You know, like I, you know, I, I watched Serpent and the Rainbow. I had to study voodoo, you know, nice. different things like yeah. di- different things like that. I like to study about these things. But um, so I, I wanted to watch a dark song. And after I watched the movie, I said this to myself, but I've even seen reviewers and like different uh, websites that reviewed this movie and say how authentic it is. And it really is like when it comes to performing the ritual and everything, they have this down to a T you can tell whoever made this movie did their research on different things. And it's just really, really well done. It's, it's probably the most realistic occult movie ever made in my opinion. Okay. It's it's super realistic. It's not your, it's not your like drag me to hell type shit. It's, it's actually, it's got that realism feel to it. But yeah, man, I I recommend it, man. Okay. Especially especially if you're a deep reader and you like stuff like that, that movie will definitely, it'll, it'll impress you. Well, yeah. And the cast was interesting because it had, it had Steve Orlm in it. And I, I absolutely loved Sightseers, Ben Wheatley's movie. Yeah, and uh, and a big a big reason I enjoyed that movie so much was uh, the performances from Steve and a- a- Alice Lowe, and uh, so seeing him pop up in a dark song, you know, it it was almost enough to hold my interest. I don't I, like I said, I don't remember why I never finished it. I just remember I fell asleep on it and. Uh, I need to read it. I give it a another go soon. So yeah, um, I've got two more. I know I said I was going to talk about Ghost Dog, but I want to do Ghost Dog later because right. it doesn't it doesn't really fit the whole you know I guess theme that I'm going for right now. So I'm going to do two more. The next one is one that I showed you and Leslie. I completely forgot about it until I started talking about this stuff. Uh. Yeah, and I'm going to talk about The Song of Solomon, the American guinea pig movie. Oh, boy. Here we go. (laughs) Okay. Man, man, man. That movie. Whew. (laughs) Uh, As as with most American guinea pig movies, the only thing you can say is, woo, yeah. Yeah, yeah, bro, like. If if I had to do a review of it, it would be a one word review, and that word would be ah. <laughs> yeah. That movie, man. Oh, good lord! It <sighs> opens up with a guy slitting his own throat and pulling his tongue out his neck, dude. I was like, what am I getting myself into? I look, man. Those the, uh, it doesn't matter if you're talking about the Japanese guinea pig films or the American ones. You're in for some of the nastiest makeup effects ever. Just totally fucked up shit, man. And, uh, yeah, you know, the, the effects in, in most of these American guinea pig films are, are handled by, uh, Marcus cook, who I've been fortunate enough to uh, work with in the past. um, and this guy's an amazing effects artist. So yeah, the effects are yeah. great. I, yeah. I have not had a movie like make me like gag and like a I don't think it's ever happened until I saw this movie. 
Yeah, yeah. Dude, the uh, the regurgitation scene just really got to me, dude. <laughs> that that really really got to me. I was like, oh, like I gagged. I was like, Ugh. yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I, the sound, the sound she made. I was just like, dude, I can't do this. I had to pause the movie. I was like, I can't do this right now. Mm. Like that movie is, it's rough, man. Now, did you, uh, were you paying attention to the cast? Did you, did you notice who played father Blake in the movie? Who was it? That's uh Jim Van Beber. Oh yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I thought it was cool seeing him pop up in this, but, uh, old Jim, yeah, that, old crazy Jim. I, I will not. That's not one I plan on ever revisiting. <laughs> no, nah, I don't recommend. I don't recommend it unless you are a gore hound. If you yeah, love, gore if you're a gore hound. Yeah, absolutely. This is yeah. uh, this is one of your holy grails right here. If you were into that kind of stuff, but woo boy, that's a rough one to watch, man. Yeah, that's that's rough, man. That that one is <laughs> a rough one. <laughs> uh, but uh, I, once again, I I. You know, I'm glad I, uh, what's the word? I suffered through it and I'm glad I did. So just to, just so I can say that I saw it. Uh, but whoo. Yeah. I, yeah. I, could, ne- I could not do it again. Yeah. Couldn't do it again. <laughs> I can't do it again. There's no way. Uh, oh. I may- maybe, maybe if I, if I wanted to pull a, uh, Hey, let's introduce somebody to this and watch their reaction. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or or if you uh if you did make sure that you had not eaten anything for several hours beforehand. Yeah. You know, <laughs> because chances are uh yeah, something in that movie is going to make you want to vomit. <laughs> yeah, dude. It's it's uh, rough. But uh, as as is par for the course for most American guinea pig movies, they're they're they are difficult watches. But that's the only one I've seen. I haven't seen the others. Yeah, I've got a I've got some others that (laughs) here on uh, disc that you could check out when you get back over here. (laughs) Hopefully soon. (laughs) All right, so uh, we're gonna get to my very last one. I wanted to say this for last. I, I don't want to go too like too crazy into it, but I really like this uh, this movie. So my wife and I, my wife, my wife, but my um, wife. she and I, we we really like watching things about cults. Like uh, I like watching you know documentaries on different uh, you know like Waco and um, Heaven's Gate, Jonestown, and so. She had never seen the sacrament, so I had to introduce her to that. Uh, directed by Ty West. Yes, dude, the sacrament is so good. And no, I know that, it's fantastic. It is a know, fantastic film. I know I've used this word before a lot of times, especially in the last episode. I I, I tend to cling on to certain words and I want to use them, but this movie is very effective. It is a it's definitely an effective movie and the cast was perfect. Oh yeah, dude. I mean, I, I, so Joe Swansburg, Swansburg, who, who is like, he is a, for all, uh, independent filmmakers like myself, this guy who is so amazing, uh, with his micro budget, the way he, he does these, you know, uh, he, he was the guy who, uh, was one of the founders of the Mumblecore film movement, but he's a dude that can make magic with no money. Um, yeah, is a genius. Oh, he yeah, he's he's absolutely. But uh, yeah, him, uh, AJ Bowen, who of course you know the Signal and mm-hmm. uh, Horrible Way to Die. I, I love anytime he pops up in something, you know it's going to be worth checking out for but, sure. Man, the guy who played father, I can't remember the actor who played father in, in the sacrament, but he, uh, Gene Jones killed it. He straight killed it, man. He was awesome. Gene Jones. Fantastic. That guy was by far 
now I saw him in something not, not too long ago. I watched this movie called Standoff at Sparrow Creek. Really, really good film. I haven't seen uh, that. Oh, dude, it's really good. Um, but Gene Jones is in it. But uh, yeah, the sacrament. Every time I this guy pops up in something, uh, and I see him in something, I always remember this. It's like, oh my god, that's Father. Uh, yeah, sacrament is so fucking good, man. Uh, yeah. Ty West. You know, we've talked about Ty West before. Uh, Ty West has done a lot of great movies. Um, yeah. House of the Devil and Oh man, House of know. the Devil was perfect. Yeah. And he, you know, he also did Trigger Man, which I didn't care a lick for, but Oh, yeah, we talked about that already. <laughs> but uh I, I yeah, Ty West is one of these guys who uh even when he doesn't knock it out of the park, Trigger Man, he's still interesting. And so for him to uh, what he did with the sacrament is was uh, pretty fucking effective. Yeah. Um, so, so props. Yeah. That, that is a great movie, man. Yeah, I really, I, really enjoy. That's one that I, I haven't seen uh, probably three or four years, maybe four or five years and still comes up in conversation. It's, you know, I'm, I'm talking to people. I'm like, you know, I, oh, you haven't seen the sacrament, man. You have to check that one out. Oh, I don't like found footage. Movie. No, you have to check this one out. Yeah, you know, it, it is. It's easily one of the better found footage films of the last decade. Oh yeah. I, I agree. Oh. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's, that's all the movies I really wanted to talk about. Well, good. I guess if I'm about to wrap up with you, I, I do have a, uh, a confession to make. So, yeah, Leslie didn't say that the thing is the worst sci-fi movie ever. I was just fucking with you. Mm, okay. Well, I'm going to have to find a way to mess with you now. <laughs> <laughs> if I win the lottery, I'm going to open up the Jaws ride and you're not allowed to come to it. Oh, man, fuck <laughs> you. That's not cool. I'm just uh, kidding. Uh, but it, but instead of instead of Jaws, it'll have the, the creature from the thing. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> yeah, now that would piss me off. Yep. Piss me off. I'm writing it. I'm all excited to see Jaws and the thing pops up. <laughs> That's how it's yes. been my lottery winnings. from the Undercast podcast family at www.undercastnetwork.com.